The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Hi, I'm Sally Harrison, President and CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, and today we are in the University of Phoenix podcast studio, and I have two very special guests. Um, First guest is Mark Perna. Mark C. Perna is the founder and CEO of TFS Results, a strategic consulting firm leading the national paradigm shift in education and workforce development. Mark, who works daily with local and regional organizations at the tactical level, created the Education with Purpose and Employment with Passion movement to help communities connect their education, business, and economic pipelines. Through his podcast, The Perna Syndicate, ooh, that's good. (laughs) Mark's message is heard in 51 countries every weekday. That's crazy. Uh, His best-selling book, Answering Why, received eight national awards and has empowered countless parents, educators, and employers to unleash the true potential of today's young people. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Sally, it's an honor to be here. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're here, not just for the podcast, but for later today. And with us is our board member and, um, a good friend of the chamber, Jan Newton, who is the founder of Nothing But Cakes East Valley. Jan and her team repeatedly winning sales awards each year for the performance of her business because her business success is tied to the customer experience, both with her wonderful cakes as well as customer interaction with her staff. Jan is always aware of the need to build a close, positive, and energetic team. Welcome, Jan. Thank you so much. Hi, Sally. Hi, Hi. Mark. Well, hello, Jan. Great, great to be to with both of you. Yeah, this is you. great stuff. It awesome. is great stuff. Here we go. Because you're both going to be in an event with us later today. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. Mark, let's start with you. Tell us about how you can build a business about educating others. Well, it's all about creating vision. So you have to create a vision that people want to follow and building an organization of people who understand where they're going and how they're going to get there and what it also means to them so that the pride of their contribution can add to a greater good. And that's where young people are today. So unleashing their passion, purpose, and performance is really starts with the general knowledge of what do they think, what makes them tick, and how do they make decisions in a way that they can then bring the best of themselves to whatever your organization is trying to accomplish. Very exciting. Jan, tell us about Nothing But Cakes and how working across generations impacts your business. Yeah, we we employ a lot of different um, uh, generations in our business. Uh, Primarily, the front of house consists of uh, high school students. Mm -hmm. Back of house, we have a mix because uh, they want to work full time. And so uh, what I love about this business is bringing joy to others um, is easy no matter what age you are. But I agree with Mark, you know, it's that offering opportunities to people of all ages, um, all, all backgrounds, um, all educational backgrounds. So that's very important. And I think that's why we have been a success in our particular industry. And you are very successful. Everybody talks about it. So Mark, today you're gonna give a talk to an audience about connecting with younger generations. Can you talk about how this issue has developed over time? Yeah, I mean, with younger generations, everyone's been struggling with the generations, just trying to understand kind of where things sit. And we're at an interesting inflection um, in America today because 
people want to know, like, okay, baby boomers think this, and X thinks this, and Generation Y millennials think this, and Gen Z, and what do they think? And people get their heads all, you know, kind of riled up. It's like, what do you do with with young people today, you know, and, and how they, they're different, and how do I deal with all the generations in my workplace? We're at an interesting point because if you can understand what Gen Z, which is eight to 26 years old, if you can understand what they think, mm-hmm. what makes them tick, and how they make decisions, it works for every other generation. It's really the first time in history that's been true. Whereas yes, there are older generations that think differently, but what Gen Z is looking for in their lives is the same thing almost everyone in every generation is thinking and wanting. So if you can adapt accordingly to young people, um, you can push them further and faster towards something remarkable in their life. And if you can recognize how important their life is, you know, so, so accomplishing something based on their own unique interests, talents, and abilities, and you help them get that, they will rock and roll with you for as long as you need them to, as long as your vision allows them to add the pride of their contribution. <laughs> Jim's nodding over here. I think there's <laughs> something there. So what are some of the mistakes that employers are making that are quickly fixable? And Jan, you might want to weigh in on this. Quickly fixable. Um, well, I think that um, the first thing that I think is, is really important is to, uh, during the hiring process, to make sure that you are doing it thoroughly and that you're also looking for people who want to uh, live your culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest thing that we have now. You can have people who are underperformers, underachievers. Eh, I would rather have that than someone who does not adhere to my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and to find those people, it takes a lot of, um, you know, what we do, we do phone as well as in-person interviews because I like to hear how, how they present themselves in a, in a phone conversation. Because frankly, I get young people in there who literally never answered a phone. They, they do not know how to take a phone message. <laughs> they have no idea. So if you meet, if you meet those young people mm-hmm. who have really excellent communication skills, um, it's, it's then very easy to, to mold them and to make them even better better people mm-hmm. and better communicators as well. It's almost hard to believe that that computer at the end of your hand actually also works as a phone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> it comes as a surprise to Hello. some people. Like, yeah. wow, you can actually make a telephone call with that. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. other mistakes do you see? I, I think it's a it's a a transactional thing. I think there are two ways to look at young people today. You can either look at them as a problem to solve, or you can look at them as a tremendous resource to unleash in your business. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at them with the second pair of eyes, because I look at young people today very differently than most people. Most people look at them as, you know, they're lazy and they're entitled. And I think, I think that's completely wrong. I think they're not lazy and entitled. They're doing exactly what they want to do at any given time in their life. When you look at them and you say, they're, but they're always doing X. It's like, because they always want to do X. That's what they're doing. That's We look at them as if that's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. I think we just haven't made a compelling enough reason for them to do something besides X. And we, you know, if we treat them very transactionally, we're going to give you some money. You give us some time. Then I think you're going to have a revolving door in and out of your business. But if you understand the power of the human connection and be able to build that connection with the people, you know, within your charge, um, they will stay for as long as it's feasible for them to be able to stay. But that's going to be based on their own unique interests, talents, abilities, and what they see for themselves and the runway of opportunity within any organization. So I think that becomes a very powerful piece of 
kind of, you know, getting them to understand the power that's within them. Mm-hmm. I think they're the most intelligent, resourceful, and pitbull-like generations that we've ever seen in this country. And if you look at them with those eyes and recognize if they're not rising to the level of our hopes or expectations, mm-hmm. then it may be something we're doing incorrectly in the way we're connecting, engaging, and answering why in a way that gets them to come for the journey, for the fun, for the excitement, for whatever is you know that light at the end of the tunnel for the organization. Mm-hmm. You've got to get them to buy into that. Yeah. Otherwise, it's transactional. Makes sense. I agree. And I think clarity is so important with these young people is to let them know. I look at it kind of like a family dynamic is when you have children, you give them expectations, right? So when I take you in the store, this is how I want you to behave. Same thing on the job. And a lot of them love those boundaries. They love the expectations, but they also love loving expectations and that, that you, you know, you reward them either with your words or, or other little, little things that really um, solidify for them that they are doing a great job. They love being recognized. There's just that, 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 that hunger that they have for people to say, wow, you're doing a great job. I appreciate you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And those words that I don't think they hear all that often anymore from people, sure. I think it's incredibly important. Jane, that's so true. And it's, it's the power of the human connection. So, you know, looking at them, you know, eye to eye, you know, literally mirroring for them what we're expecting them to do. So when someone walks into your store, for instance, someone who looks directly into your eyes and says, hello and welcome. To nothing bun cake, you know. There's an immediate, you know, connection made with that person. Even if that person's rushing through their day, they recognize someone who does it because far too many people don't do that. Far too many people are kind of caught in their own world. So, you know, we recognize and appreciate the people who recognize us as individuals, even as as older adults. So, so teaching that you said, you know, teaching young people how to how to go through the you know the communication process. When I speak to young people today, I say one of the most important things you can learn, you know, academic knowledge is critically important, but boy, if you can communicate, if you can understand the power of getting eye to eye and belly to belly with someone and looking in their eyes when you have a conversation, I said, you'll never look back in your life. You'll never look back. We utilize what we call the sweet steps of service and that's our training. So we, we teach that. And I once had a grandfather come in to me and he said, I want to thank you because when X first came to work for you, she could not look people in the eye. And now she shakes people's hands. She has eye contact. And she said, he said, I really want to thank you. So yeah, it is that. It, it, these are teachable moments for them. Mm-hmm. And once you teach those moments, they're off and running. It's fantastic to watch. It's fun to watch. It is. I uh, often, it is. When I meet someone like that in my walk, no matter what business I'm walking into or no matter where I'm at, I, I always walk away going, that kid's going places. Mm-hmm. I don't care how old they are. I don't care, you know, what issues they may have or whatever, but I, I always walk away going, man, that kid's going places. And if I'm lucky, they're going to go places with me. Yes. You know? that, that's <laughs> well, really, that's what's yeah. recognizing the power. Absolutely. Of it. And, um, you know, that's what we're looking for. We need to provide opportunities for these young people. And I always say to them, if you don't find a future with me, you can find it with nothing but cakes within the brand, if you'd like, because a lot of them do leave our, our individual bakeries and they do go to work for our brand, which is incredible. They take everything they've learned and they become professionals in another realm, which is great. And really what you're doing too, if I could add to it, and this is kind of the fun, because when I see a business owner who really gets it and understands way beyond the transactional of dollars for, for time, but really helping a young person see what's possible in themselves, even if they don't end up at Nothing Bun Cakes and working with the brand, 
they move on and one day they go, you know, hey, what was a transformative job you might have had at some point down the line? Man, I worked at Nothing Bunt Cakes and I'll never forget it because they taught me X, Y, and Z. And those things I took with me for the rest of my life and they made the difference. And see, that's the power that we have to recognize that even as organizations, no matter how big and large your organization be a health system, recognizing that how we interact with young people in the short term is what truly turns them into long-term employees and, and adders to our economic development within our communities. And that's a powerful thing. Well said. You should teach this. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to. I think so. <laughs> well, Mark, we asked Jan to join us today because many small businesses can relate to the challenges that Jan and Nothing But Cakes has. But talk about how the issue affects larger businesses as well. Well, I think the larger the business, the harder it is to get to the human connection piece that is necessary. Sure. And I'm not just talking about with younger workers today. I mean, there are 40-somethings and 50-somethings who feel like my organization doesn't care about I'm me. Just a number. They don't. Yeah. I mean, and part of the building the human connection, you know, I always say, and we'll talk about later today, is, you know, there's three questions that everyone has to answer in their own mind for them to feel connected to who they're, they're working with. And the three questions are simply, do you see me? Do you hear me? Do I matter? And if the answer to one of those questions for someone in the younger generations, both Generation Y, Millennials, and Gen Z, uh, if one of those answers is no, I don't think you see me, I don't think you hear me, I don't think I matter, I'm out first chance I get. I literally, the only reason I'm still here is because I don't know what else to do, where else to go, and I haven't figured out the next move. So I'll put in time, I will give you the bare minimum for your transactional dollars, because I feel you're giving me the bare minimum for my for my bare minimum sure. time, and that's the and that becomes an impasse. And I think in larger organizations that becomes almost supersized because we have to recognize that from the very top down through every level of management, they also have to feel and recognize that they are they are teaching in their actions this human connection and the power thereof. So the more we can recognize in our whole organizations how we treat the people around us and with us on each team in a boardroom scenario, mm -hmm. a conference room scenario, wherever we are, the respect that we give each other, do you see me, do you hear me, do I matter, is a game changer. And it sounds so simple, right? I say it, but we tend to, because we're productivity and efficiency and we're sure. working so hard on the, on the logistics of our business that have we really taken a step back and said, how are we making people feel about our journey at all? Do they buy into it? Especially with young people today, if the, if the vision of your business is shareholder value and simply making money, you're not going very far with people. You're gonna have a revolving door in and out. Not that making money and shareholder value isn't important, it is, but that cannot be the only vision. There has to be some community give back. There has to be something bigger than themselves. They have to tie to that. Absolutely. The community impact, uh, which is what we do, is part of who we are at Nothing But Cakes. Um, and when we, we donate a lot of cakes, we give away to, <laughs> uh -huh, which, uh, and it's part of, part of the joy I get in being with this brand that I'm allowed to do that. Um, but at the same time, if I am taking cake to, let's say, a wonderful nonprofit, let's say I'm taking it to a, to a homeless facility, um, I will go back and I will tell my bakers and frosters, I will tell my dishwashers and I will tell the front of house, this is where the cake that you lovingly made is going. You don't know how much they appreciate that. 
and carry that with with them and you know it, it and it's not phony it's true mm -hmm. they work very hard they toil away it, especially in my back of house baking and frosting every day fresh those cakes and um, wow it's just great to for them to know that they are making a, a difference in our community for sure as well as marketing opportunities we take our our, um, our young workers out especially our high schoolers with us on uh, for marketing events and let them learn how to market let them know what it's like to actually be in an event and be making a difference in the community. That's so wonderful. Terrific. I yeah. applaud you, Jim, because that's the, but that needs to be taught too in a lot of organizations. And some organizations do better than others. Some organizations, it depends on leadership. It depends on the culture of the corporation or the, or the entity, the company that's, that's putting all of this together. But understanding that the world literally has changed and we can continue to, you know, try to impose our will on the people within our sphere of influence but that's working less and less. And it really is in a, in a scenario today where the world has changed, where you know you have to meet them and, and understand that they've got their own aspirations and how can you help them achieve those aspirations. But whether they're, they're long-term in your organization or not, you have a lot of people, Jen, that I suspect don't stay with you forever, mm -hmm. right? And at some point they're going to leave. And especially if they're young, you said a lot of your front of house mm -hmm. are young people today. Well, they're, they're there for an X amount of time and right. they're gonna move on to whatever is next in their life. But what you're giving them allows them to impart, you know, and, and, and depart from, from what you're doing into something really viable in their life. And that's powerful. And they recognize you're in for that journey, which I think is really something special. I certainly hope so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate you both being here. But one more thing. Talk about the book because you're a great keynote. You I talk well, you but you have a book <laughs> that you've written. Talk about that. Um, you know, I had never written a book. I had no idea how to write a book. I decided <laughs> I wanted to write a book for what I wanted to accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to transform both education and workforce development in this country. And I wanted to connect the dots and the pipelines between education, employment, and economic development. Mm -hmm. um, because all these things tend to be siloed today. And we have to recognize that things have to work together. Mm -hmm. Education has to start creating and generating, um, you know, young people today who are capable of delivering to our employers what employers need in order to be able to thrive our economic development, right? We're we counting on that pipeline. We're Absolutely. counting on the pipeline. And, and everybody talks about the pipelines. Everybody wants to have the pipelines, but nobody really is doing it in enough places. I mean, there are pockets of gold, mm -hmm. but in a lot of places around the country, everybody's still worried about doing it the way they're doing it. They continue to do it the way they've always done it. And that has to change. Our thinking has to change because where we are in the world today the skills gap is at over 10.3 million open jobs in America that we can't fill. But I don't think we have a skills gap in America. I think we have an awareness gap. I think far too many young people, their parents, our community leaders don't recognize that there are tremendous opportunities to be successful in America today at all levels of education and experience. I don't advocate for one kind of education over another, but I am here to say that young people today need robust academic knowledge, technical competencies, and professional skills. You have to have all three. We are no longer in a world today where you can have just academic knowledge. We have to start in elementary school, middle schools, high schools, and beyond to teach technical competencies and professional skills, things like work ethic and punctuality and leadership and communication and work-life balance and stress management and critical thinking and emotional intelligence. Could you talk a little bit faster? Yes. I <laughs> I, I, Sally, I could. I know you Don't could. Don't even tease me. You I'll, will I'll later be today. all over this. <laughs> Uh, but, but all of those things are now necessary, and that, that's really what, what 
now starts yeah. to, to, to help us move forward. You know, it, it's funny you say that because, and I just want to just say here, 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 because I agree wholeheartedly with you. There's nothing like going into a high school or, or junior high and speaking, which I do a lot, and um, mentioning the, the word attitude. And it's kind of a glazed look I get because even in the schools, starting as simply as attitude and how you can, I don't know if you can will yourself to be happy. I'm not sure. I kind of think sometimes you can personally, but um, I think attitude, just starting there and, and as you said, just having all of those things because unfortunately, I don't think a lot of parents today, I hate to blame parents, but I think that you have some parents who are a little lax when it comes to, to the, that, that kind of training that's so necessary. So somebody's yeah. got to do it. And if it's not going to be the parents, then we got to let the schools help us with that. Absolutely. And so when I wrote the book, to kind of come back full yeah. circle to the question, Sally, so when I wrote the book, um, I had no idea it would become the number one bestseller. I had no idea it would win eight national book awards. Um, the one I'm most proud of is it won the Nautilus Book Award in 2019, which is given to books that are thought to make a positive difference in the world. Very previous, cool. Yeah, previous, Congratulations. Yeah, I, had no, I, I didn't even know there were book awards. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Um, and, and the previous winners of the, that award were the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, and the year before me, Simon Sinek. So I had no idea that the any Dalai of that was Lama. possible. Do yeah. we have to start calling you like something other than Mark now that we know that? I don't know, but now that you bring it up, maybe it's something <laughs> yeah. worth talking about. <laughs> and Mark, will you sign our books? You want to be signed by Sally? Yeah, I'm honored yeah. to okay. do that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but, so it's been, it's been a fun ride, and all of that has led to, you know, and then uh, when, once I had the book success, um, and then I, you know, been writing weekly for Forbes, um, and, so cool. and covering career and education and workforce development in, in a very, and generations in a very substantive way has really yeah. been a game changer. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats. Well, we're that's heading over to the keynote here in a little bit, but since not everybody that's listening to this will be there today, how can people find you? They can find me at markcperna.com. C is my middle initial. So it's just. Stands in, for cool. It, it's, I, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> Charles. All right. Charles, but don't use Charles, just, just C, C, right? Okay. So M-A-R-K-C, P as in Peter, E-R-N-A dot com. Uh-huh. They can learn all about the journey and what I'm doing and watch videos and see all kinds of ways to connect to me on Forbes and through my Perna Syndicate podcast and yeah. doing all the fun stuff. So it's all there for the awesome. world to see. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. And nothingbuttcakes.com. Nothingbuttcakes.com. <laughs> well, all thank you, boys. are standing by. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us today. Mark, we're excited to see your presentation here in a little bit and would love to have you come back for future podcasts with us. Jan, thanks for sharing your experience. And uh, obviously, we'll see you and your cakes. Because, you know, that's Thanks, always Sally. with us. Uh, quite frankly, Jen and I have become best friends mm-hmm. over the last 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> and actually, no, I, I am a big Bundt Cake fan. It's hard I not to be. Cake, so. It's, it's all you. about the joy that she brings. <laughs> true. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening to the Inside Business Podcast. You can find this podcast on your favorite streaming service, and you're always able to find more about that on mesachamber.org. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.